Hello, and welcome back to the Connect You podcast, where we talk about health, life, and feelings to connect to a better you. In this episode, we're going to talk about value, but more specifically, value in regards to relationships. Yeah, and making sure that people in your life are adding value and that you take a bit of time every now and then to reevaluate who's in your life and who you spend a lot of time with to make sure that that's a valuable relationship. So what I found is that you need to surround yourself with people who will help you grow and be better. Right, yeah, that's, that's always a good plan. I once heard that you are the average or your income is the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And the speaker went on to say how that basically means you should bail on whatever friends don't make any money. At the time, I was pretty offended by that. I thought that it was just a horrible way to base who you were going to spend your life with. But as he elaborated a little bit more, I realized that the point he was getting to was that income in that situation is just an indicator of the person's goals. We were at a conference when I heard that speaker about making money and becoming financially free and everything like that. So it made sense that if you had a bunch of friends that didn't have any income or were at a lower income, they were obviously choosing to be there one way or another, which meant that their values didn't really line up with yours. And in this specific situation, it made sense to maybe leave those friends behind and move on to find friends that had closer values and ideals that were aligned with yours. Yeah, and I've heard, I didn't hear that exactly in the past. One thing that I heard is being the average of your five closest friends. So the way that you act, the way that you're perceived by other people is also based off of everybody who's around you. And I think that holds true because this is stuff that I actually look for in my friends and other people's friends is how are those people helping them to grow or how are those people helping me to grow? And it aligns with the income part as well because You want people in your life who have goals in their life, maybe not the exact same ones that you do. And you want people who help you to go outside your comfort zone and help you to succeed without expecting anything back. And when I have friends in my life who have people in their life that I can tell that they're kind of dragging them down and almost using them in a way, it actually hurts my heart when that happens. And I can totally understand why that would happen, though, because I've been in that position before where you have somebody in your life who just takes and takes and takes, but they don't give back exactly what you're putting into that relationship. And yeah, yeah, it's just very difficult to have somebody who's going through that. And what are you supposed to do in that? to tell that person, right? Because you don't want to hurt their feelings and you don't want them to think that you're just trying to be mean about their friends who have probably been in their life for a while, but you can see what's going on. Do you have any takes on that? Yeah, so a good thing I think to explore would be how do you know when you need to reevaluate who your friends are? What are some indicators that that person maybe isn't a good fit for you or if you're looking at it from an outside perspective, What is an indicator that two people are not good fits for each other in a friendship or a relationship? So what comes to mind when you think of a relationship that is no longer adding value? For me, it's more of a feeling that I have. And I have a lot to go based off of in my past because I had, I guess what you could call a savior complex. 
So I would see somebody who's in trouble or somebody who I felt needed help. And maybe that was the case, maybe it wasn't. Uh, that's just me on looking. And I'd always try and help everybody that I could. And sometimes to my detriment, right? Because there would be a lot of times where I would change my plans last minute to go and help this person because they said that they needed it. And when I showed up, it wasn't as big as what they made it seem to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for me to consistently always have to change things that I'm doing, just it's unfair that I'm the one going there and trying to help however I could. But in situations where I needed help, that person didn't reciprocate that kind of support and conversations that I need to have. They either said that they were busy doing something else or whatever the case was, which there's a time in relationships where you need to put certain people ahead and there's times where maybe that person can lean on somebody else. But I find that's a pretty good indicator is if you consistently feel like you're putting into that relationship and you're not getting much back out of it and being very honest with yourself when that's actually happening, I think is the key part because you can fall into a habit of always being there for somebody instead of really paying attention to are they there for you as well right so in this situation you're being a giver they're being a taker you know they only call you when they need something that sort of thing hey yeah yeah i've, I've definitely had relationships like that too and eventually you realize like oh wow i only hear from this person they only text me they only call me they only message me when they need something and it's directly going to benefit them it's not a checking in to see how you're doing or anything like that. It's just, hey, and then you always kind of know. You're like, okay, where's this going? Like, what, what do you actually need? And after a while, you're like, let's get to the point. Just tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. Yeah. Do you have any good tactics for dealing with people like that or relationships like that? I know I've found in the past that when I end up in a situation like that, I generally just stop contacting them. I stop initiating contact. Because I know that for a while, they're basically always going to reach out when they need something. And it's either something I can help with, or it's something that I can't, or it's something I want to help with, or maybe not. And I've just kind of left it at that. And then if they want to bring more to the table, they can. And if not, it'll eventually just kind of take care of itself. So have you done anything similar or had any tactics that helped you deal with those sort of situations? Yeah, so for me, I have left people stops reaching out to people and things like that, similar to what you did. I always feel pretty bad about that though, looking back on things, that if I say something to them and have a open conversation, because that kind of a conversation is very scary to have with somebody, how are you supposed to tell them that, okay, this is how I'm feeling, it feels like you only contact me when you need something, and it's never about just us having that conversation and that connection that I felt like we used to have. And I used to do that where I just stop contact and when they would text me, I wouldn't be as invested in that conversation, which to me, that feels exactly what they kind of were doing anyway. So I don't like doing that anymore, especially because you see it a lot now where ghosting is a thing. Right, yeah. Right? And I don't think ghosting is the right approach to it where if you don't like somebody, just be courageous and tell them and not just tell them being hey i just don't like you right be, yeah <laughs> but be open and honest about it these are my feelings about this and this is what i feel is coming from you and 
there's no longer any value coming from this. I am open to having a conversation about this, getting your perspective if you want to. And if not, perfectly fine. But I wanted to be open and honest. And I feel like the older I get, the more and more I actually want to approach it this way, which I feel is pretty mature when having a conversation about the good things that somebody brings into a relationship, but also the negatives that somebody brings into it. And if you've reached that point where you found a certain amount of friends or one person or whatever the case is, that is not adding value, that's a recommendation I would have is just being open, honest about how you feel and use that word too. This is how I feel about our relationship. And these are the reasons why and ask to get their perspective on it too, because maybe they've been feeling the same thing. Maybe they feel you do similar things that they do that you don't see. And maybe they didn't even realize that that's what was happening. Right. Yeah. Maybe they're using your help as a way just to reach out and make contact because they aren't courageous enough to be like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Let's hang out. They maybe feel like they need an excuse for why you guys should do something together. And it always ends up being something that benefits them or or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I think it never hurts to do what you can to save a friendship and or a relationship if possible. You know, maybe don't keep dragging yourself through that whole you give they take if it's going to be like that forever but I think that if you have an open and honest conversation about it you could maybe save a friendship or they decide to bail on you and you're really no worse off anyway. So what are some other times when you've had to cut a friend loose or other situations where you can be in a relationship that isn't adding value? I guess like even a work relationship yeah okay would be something because I find that sometimes you almost fall into a habit of going to work consistently and maybe you're not happy at that point. Maybe it's the people, maybe it's the job, whatever the case is. And it's just not adding value to you anymore. At that point, it just goes back to just being honest with yourself and being honest with wherever you work that you're not happy about where you're at right now. And that could mean that you need to go into a different position. That could mean that you just need to switch careers altogether. And I think if you tackle that, at the end of the day, you're going to be happier. And in regards to any relationship, that's kind of what you have to look out for is your happiness. Right, yeah. And yeah, so I guess work relationship would be another one. Yeah, I think that makes sense. One really good indicator I've had for when a friendship has run its course and there's no longer any value is when it's a real struggle to hang out with them. You just, it kind of keeps getting moved down on your calendar or whatever. You keep putting it off. And I always find too that there's a reason I'm putting that off. And then I'll finally make time to go hang out with that person. And the whole time, all they do is complain about how you never hang out together enough anymore, which is one that really bothers me. Like, I don't know who thinks anyone wants to hear while you're actually hanging out with them criticism for not hanging out with them enough it's really frustrating and i've definitely been in that situation before and that was a good indicator for me that this has probably run its course i've outgrown this if they're just going to be you know kind of immature and a little bit possessive of my time that can make it really tough yeah and something else in regards to when you spend time with people is if they consistently bring up negative stuff in their life yeah. that's going on and you're just sitting there absorbing and listening to this, I find that can sometimes rub off on you 
Yeah. You could have went in there and super excited to see this person, very happy, and you leave the situation, you're like, why am I so upset right now? Yeah, I think that can be a really good indicator that it's not a great relationship if you always leave feeling worse than you did when you arrived. And yeah, sometimes it's people just being negative on themselves for a whole time. Sometimes it's people being negative on anything you're trying to do. If they're giving you the, oh, that'll never work, or why would you do that? And those type of things are really tough. And I've had friendships where after a while I finally realized that, oh man, every time I tell them something, I get that response. And so lately, you know, they've been asking, oh, what have you been up to? And I just don't say anything. It's like, oh, you know, same old, just work, whatever, because they're just going to be negative about it one way or another. I remember one interaction where I was hanging out with a friend and I yawned and they're like, oh, why are you so tired? And I was like, oh, I, I don't know, just had work or whatever, had a busy day. And then they go on to talk about how they worked so much harder and were so much busier. And it's like, listen, I, I wasn't complaining or stating that I worked harder than you or was busier than you. I just yawn. I'm sorry. I'll get more sleep next time. And it's not a competition. No, it's not a competition about who works hardest or who yawns the least or who complains the least. And yeah. <laughs> and you can't actually quantify that because, yeah. based off your guys' conversation. That's a really tough one to deal with too is like the one-upmanship where someone is always doing something harder or more or faster or whatever than you are and their income or how hard they've been working or how much nicer their house is or faster their car is that can be really tough to deal with and i just don't see a lot of value in someone that's going to be like that yeah well especially because it's i don't know i'm not very materialistic okay and that talking about things like oh i have this house and if you go on visits and the place is nice and you're like oh this is a great house do you have any plans of like updates that you want to do blah 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 and then they just drone on about the price of the place and how awesome everything is about it and you're like cool but then you actually bought your place semi-recently too and then they don't bring anything up they're not yeah. like oh but what about yours and what about blah, 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 right? right and that's when it's very one-sided in a conversation that's also a pretty big indicator that yeah. you probably shouldn't have that person around. And the negative thing. I've had friends in the past where they talk about whether they want to go to school or whether they want to like change jobs or whatever the case is. And there's times where I'll talk to them about it. First, I'll listen, hear what they have to say. And then I'll give, ask if they want my perspective on it. And they're like, yeah, no, okay, whatever. And then I'll talk about, oh, well, this is what I think for the schooling, or this is what I think about changing the career type things, or have you talked about your boss about this stuff? And I always get a negative comment back about how that can't happen. And it's funny that they say that because at that point you're dreaming about something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about making a change. And that's what it is, is a dream because you say, if. If I did this, I could have that. Well, just do that and you will have this. Right. Like, make that your goal, your big goal, and do everything in your power to reach that goal. Instead of just saying, if I did this, I could do that. That's a huge value thing to me. And what I look for in my friends is what goals are people working on? Yeah, and yeah. Absolutely, me too. Like, what? Uh, what's your ambition or what's your next step or what are you working on or where do you want to go? Not necessarily, 
all my friends need to be unhappy with where they are, but I do want friends who are ambitious and looking to do a little bit more and have that next thing that they're looking to achieve. Yeah, and I, for me, I feel quite blessed with my five closest friends because I can honestly say that my five closest friends are very successful and a few of them have started businesses. So you, for instance, are owning your own business right now and you are successful with it. You've learned a lot and you've taught me a lot about it. And if your income and your, you as a person are the average of your five closest friends, I feel very excited about what I have going on in my life because when I think about what you've done and what you've accomplished and other friends in my life and what they've done and what they've accomplished, it just drives me and gives me, I guess, hope in regards to the ambitions that I have. And I think that's something that you can look for in a valuable relationship is, yeah, I see and I have friends who are on this path and whatever it is, it's different paths. Some people may be doing school or some people own their own business or some people work for a company, but they're very good at what they do and they love what they do and they're very happy with it. And for me, I could take that as, oh, you guys are doing this and not recognize what I can learn from that. And just be like, oh, you have this and I'm never going to be able to get that. But instead, my mindset of that is, no, I want to be there, whatever my success looks like. And having people that I can reach towards and who help lift me up is, that's huge for me. And it's huge for what you should look for in a relationship, I think. Yeah, I think that's very important. Kind of the flip side of that is it's very tough to have people in your life that all they do is complain about their situation but never make any plans to improve it and will always just sort of shoot down their plans to improve it. That's kind of what you were talking about before where it seems like they want to be perpetually stuck in a situation they're unhappy with and they don't want to do any work to better it and then they also don't understand why you would want to work hard to better it i can't count how many people i've had that ask me well why why do you work so hard or why are you working all these hours or why do you go do this and i mean that's just kind of part of owning your own business and when it's something that you're building for yourself it's not as bad to put in that time and put in that work but also it's kind of part of a bigger fundamental problem in the relationship that if you would ask me that you probably really don't understand where i'm coming from and you're probably also at a very different mindset than i'm at which can be really tough and that's another thing with friendships and adding value is when you have friends that you've maybe known them for a long time or you've been friends at a different phase in your life and now you're at very different positions whether that's one of you is married the other isn't or one of you is having kids or the other isn't or one of you is going to school and the other's in the workforce or vice versa that can be really tough but maybe not as terminal to a friendship that can maybe just be a temporary lack of value going on there what do you think about that Well, and I think it goes back to the questions that somebody asks you. So something that you brought up is, well, why do you work so much? Right. And to me, there's a different question that you could ask that would make that better, which is how do you work so much? Yeah. Or what are you working towards? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So there's different questions because if you're asking, oh, well, why do you work so much? My answer to that is, well, because I'm building a business. I can't work less well i could work less but i'm not going to get there as fast as i want to right and i have this goal i have 
many goals and the business is just one of those goals and when people ask me oh why do you put in so much time and i hear it a lot and that's the question i get asked the answer is obvious to me and i'm assuming the answer is yeah. obvious to you too and a lot of our friends it's probably very obvious to yeah. that we surround ourselves with but the people who it's not obvious to are the ones who i find are saying like if i had this i could do this and they're dreaming without actually putting any action towards it right and that thought that they have of oh i want to do this and it's like oh well cool go and do that this is what i think and this is how you could probably reach that and if they shoot that down okay you're just not ready yeah yeah. And will you ever be ready? Because no amount of what I say to people or what you say to people, hey, this is these are the steps. And I know it sounds super difficult because it is. But if you really want this, I want it for you, too. And it's going to be so worth it. Yeah, I think there's a saying, too, that goals are just dreams with deadlines. That's probably a thing. And I think that really kind of plays into this where if you're just, you know, blue sky kind of dreaming about what you want to do, that's great. But if you're not putting any plans into that, there's more that can be done there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because you and I are still friends. Yep. And we have been for, I would say, quite a while. A while. Yep. And see episode one. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And there have been times where let's go back to the business where I originally pitched it to you and you're like, yeah, this is cool. And you rang off a list of stuff that I should do. And for me at that time, that was super overwhelming for me. Right. To like just absorb all of that because all I had was an idea. Yeah. And for you owning your business for as long as you have, you had already gone through probably what I did where I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot. Yeah. And you had to, I'm guessing you had mentors and people that you could talk to, but for the most part, you were figuring out yourself yeah. a lot of the times. And when I heard all of this stuff from me, I was just like, oh man. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, I was still working at the bank yep. and I was in a relationship at that point where the relationship was almost switching to... I want to continue pursuing this relationship and figure that out. Right. And so I just wasn't ready at that time. You and I were still friends. That yep. wasn't a deal breaker. You weren't, okay, he's just not following this. And I gave him a bunch of really good information because it was really good. And for me, I just kind of was, okay, that's a lot. And I think I even told you that. I was, wow, I didn't even think about any of this. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, I know, it's a lot. And if you need to work hard, are you ready for that? I basically told myself, I'm not. Which, I mean, that's a lot better than not knowing it and getting into it and being what you think is all in until you realize how much work it is. And then you're like, ooh, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> yeah. And it's something, I knew I wanted to do it because I had some coaching clients. I just... Yeah, I had other stuff that I thought was my priority, and it was at that time. And then later on, I brought it up to you again, and first thing was like, do you even have a name? And the second time that I came to you about it, I was like, yeah, no, I'm ready to go. I want your advice. And I think I was asking more of the right questions at that point. Right, yeah. Which was, okay, how do you do this, and what did you do first, and what do I even need to think about? And you basically said the same things, but I was asking different questions at that point. Yeah. Which was probably my goal, as opposed to just scaring you off and making you work at a bank forever, yeah. to be clear. Yeah. I never thought that you were hammering me with all of this stuff. Suck it. Only I'm cool enough to run a business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There could only be one friend in this relationship who runs a business, and that's going to be me. Get out. But yeah, I think me asking the right questions in that second time was what helped me. And then I think 
probably for you, maybe a bit less. And I don't know if this went through your mind where I was asking these questions and you were like, okay, he he seems to be more prepared for things that I'm going to throw at him. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it was, I told you what the name was and I'm pretty sure I was super excited as soon as I figured that out. I'm pretty sure you were the first one that I texted. I was like, this is what it's going to be. And you were like, yes, yeah, good name. that is, that is what it's going to be. I was actually, I was part excited. But also part, no, somebody's got to own that. Like somebody's got to have that name already because that's because that's a good name. And, and that's, uh, hey. <laughs> that's what I thought too. And as soon as I thought of it, I searched it everywhere. Like I searched it on Google. I searched it on Bing. I searched it on Facebook. I searched everywhere. And people had pieces of it, but nobody had this. You know you're serious when you even search Bing. Yeah. That's how you know you care. <laughs> Any search platform that I could find, I searched it. Just to make absolute sure. And that's something that I think about in adding value and adding relationships. And when you look in that kind of stuff and it's like, that's a great thing because you were excited for me. Yeah. And my closest friends have all been excited for me. And that's how I know that I can value relationships that I have. Because if you talk to your parents about it and they're super excited, you never know if that genuine excitement because you're creating something for your own. But how much of that is the love of your parents? Right, yeah. How much of it is your mom telling you you're handsome, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I find that when you have a face-to-face -face conversation with your parents about it, and let me know if this happened for you when you talked about like the business with your parents. And I know it was pretty different for you, or I feel it was because it was a different situation. But for me, when I talk to my parents about it face to face, I can see their face like light up. Why wouldn't you do this? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they were just, they talked to me about it. They asked me similar questions to what you did because they own their own business and they have for many, many, many years and right. quite successful. And so they talked to me about all of this stuff. And then I actually, I think it was my mom was, did you talk to Ty about this stuff yet? <laughs> yeah, no, it was the first person that I talked to. And she's like, good, because he probably has a lot of good information for you. And they also talked about different perspectives that they had building a business from scratch Right. Yep. And who to talk to and just how to approach that. So I have a valuable relationship in my parents and my family in that regards. For you, do you have the same thing, would you say? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, you brought up a good point when you said that all your friends you had now are very excited for you building this business, which I think is a really great indicator that you have a good group of friends and that everyone is there kind of adding value. Because I think we've all been in that situation where, you know, there's that person you have in your friend group that is just going to dump all over whatever you're doing at the time or whatever you bring up and that's that's not ideal so but yeah my my parents are really excited too and it's great you could get their perspective because I had the benefit of buying my business that was already established a bit and so it's awesome to get another perspective them having built their business right from the ground up so that's pretty cool yeah. One thing I was thinking of is with being in a different situation than your friends, more specifically for friendships than for relationships of a romantic sort because of the nature of them. But my wife and I had our daughter very early compared to a lot of our other friends and got married before our, a lot of our other friends. So we were in a situation where we were both working and had a child and were married and some of our longtime friends were single and still in post-secondary so it's a very different lifestyle point between us and them that's not something that has to be a deal breaker for the friendship or a terminal factor it's something you can overcome but I definitely noticed differences in our friendship 
at that point when there was that disparity between where we were at in our lives. Not saying that one's better than the other, but just a very different point. It's very different to be living in dorms and going to school rather than fixing up your dilapidated starter home and raising a child. You have different needs and different expectations of what's going on and different ways you spend your money and and all those add for a bit of friction in a friendship. And if you can weather through that, that's awesome. But sometimes that's kind of a, a breaking point for a friendship where you realize that you maybe need to, to cut this off or put this on hold. You're at a point in your life where you really need people to help support you and someone that's just in a very different point than you isn't going to give you that support you need. Have you found that as well? Yeah. So something that I thought about previously was when I was moving from like location to location to location, there was always those consistent people in my life who they would be the ones where it's like, hey, for the last like five times you came and saw us, how about we just come and see you throw a house party or something? For me, I thought about this later on, but that actually is a great thing because knowing that I have people in my life who are willing to drive whatever distance to actually spend time with me instead of, I felt a lot of times I was driving to go see people. Right, yep. And that can be tough when you're driving five hours or two and a half or whatever distance that you're always driving to go and see people. And for me, I always put it off as like, oh yeah, no, I'm one person. I can go there to go to a group where when I had people who were like, oh, let's go and see you. That was huge for me. And that's something that I thought about later on based off the five closest people in my life. And that's what they did. And pursuing my career was a big thing in my life, which you talked about before that that's something that I did. Yeah. That can break a lot of relationships because a lot of times people don't understand that sometimes pursuing a career takes you multiple places. But if that person, as you said, is in like post-secondary and still living in dorms where you bought your first house already and you're a manager of a location, you have way different responsibilities yeah, than what they do. With, and with both your time and your money. Because at the end of the day, if you're managing a location, like you're on call yeah. 24-7. So if yeah. something happens at that location, you have to go there and essentially fix whatever's happening. Yeah, all of a sudden, everything that can go wrong is bank-related. A water main breaks, that's bank-related. That's manager job, right? Yeah, and thankfully, I never had to deal with anything like that. But there were things where people didn't understand that I couldn't make a trip because of responsibilities that I had. And people didn't understand that I had two phones. I had a work phone and a personal phone to try and keep things separate and... Of course, if you were ever in that situation, and Ty just laughed for a good reason. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> but for me, it was always personal's personal, work's work. Yep. And I tried to keep that separate. And I used the phones as something away from my brain to know. If I was out with friends, sometimes I'd put my personal phone away because I'm with my personal friends. Yeah. But I have my work phone with me. And sometimes when people don't understand that work is all the time. It's not like I wanted it to be. It's just, this is my job. These are my responsibilities. And no matter how many times you tell certain people, they try to say that you're not spending time with them, even though you're there and you're sending like a quick text or you're answering a quick call or whatever the case is, or sending a quick email has to get done. And that's just 
how that works. Same with owning your own business. You're on call 24-7, and yeah. yeah, you get to sleep, but when you wake up and you... There's rituals that I have, and I know that it's bad, but I check my emails, I check Facebook, I check Instagram, I check our podcast, yep. I check data for how many people went to my website, I check my website. That's eight things or seven or eight things that I just listed every day morning that I check and I check throughout the day and when you're a manager and people don't understand that kind of stuff they can get quite mean yeah yeah I find and that can put a lot of friction in your relationship because they're just not there yet and I understand because I see it in a different perspective of I'm doing this and I get that you're in school and I get that school's busy and things are happening and like I get that you want to spend time with me and with me when I'm there and me not be on my phone and I will do my best to try and make that happen but it just doesn't happen sometimes but then you have the other friends who instead and I think it goes back to what I was saying about asking the right questions instead of oh why are you always on your phone or why are you always working or those kind of questions it's like what's going on right now i even ask the question sometimes of is there anything i can do to help right it's like i've asked you that a few times i've asked yep. other friends that where i'm like i don't have i don't have any expectation that i know what the heck i could help you with all i know is my friend is super busy right now and if there is anything that i can do in my power to help you out i will do that thing Right. And I think that's the difference between understanding and being a person who adds value and being someone that doesn't understand. Not to say that everyone needs to go be a business owner who works way too much and checks your Facebook and email first thing in the morning, but it makes it a lot easier for like you and me, for example, to be friends and to understand what each of us does and to add value to each other's relationships because we both have the exact same morning ritual. We're doing the same things. Like I am one eye open checking Facebook and email and everything just to see what happened in the night because I understand that that's something I have to do. I can talk to you about that. You understand that's something that you have to do. Not anything against people who are going to school or spend a bunch of time going to school or anything like that, but more about making sure that your close group of friends has values and virtues and goals that are similarly aligned with yours because that makes for a lot more harmonious relationship and makes it a lot easier for them to add that value to your life and for you to add value to theirs. If I had a friend right now that was doing some intensive post-secondary, that is many years behind me and I have no idea what that is like. I can't even mentally relate to that anymore, which would make it really tough for us to have a meaningful conversation for me to really understand their struggles right now. Yeah. And I think it it's always going to go back to what questions you're going to ask because yeah, you maybe that is in your past, but is it something that you could understand? I think so. Right. And if you actually enjoy spending time with this person because they're asking you questions about what you have going on, you're asking them questions about what they have going on, and instead coming from that place of understanding and not trying to one-up and be like, oh, well, I'm married and I have a kid and I <laughs> I own my own business and I have for this long and what are you doing right now? And they're like, oh, I'm in post-secondary. <laughs> How's that cafeteria food treating you? <laughs> yeah. And really, they're making good meals and working out and doing a bunch of awesome stuff, but you didn't all you're seeing is the post-secondary thing yep. you're seeing just that specific piece of them and tagging that as something that they just are and that's not who they are that's just one part of what they're doing right yeah, now. yeah that's just what they're doing right now so yeah and it's the same with us somebody could tag you as somebody who works a lot and same with me somebody could tag me as oh you're a fitness guy and you just post a lot of articles and post podcasts and 
Hang out in your basement. Hang out, yeah, hang out in your basement. You must work out all the time and try to get super jacked and everything. It's, yeah, okay, but I also like playing board games. And yeah, I, I do other stuff too. I play sports, and which I guess is fitness related, but yeah. there's other things that you can talk about with that person and you can enjoy that time with that person. Just because on paper, you guys are very separate doesn't mean that you actually have to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, it's really important that you have that give and take. If they're not understanding some part of your life, they're trying to learn a little bit more about it and asking you questions, and then you're doing the same. So that's a really good point. Yeah, another thing that I look for in valuable relationships is somebody who gives to raise you up not to take or get something materialistic back from you yeah and so that could be time's a huge thing that i think of and yeah. i always try to think of ways that i can spend my time the best that i can because of the fact that i am working on my business i'm trying to build something and sometimes i'm not able to go and spend times with friends this past weekend i wasn't able to right and yeah. i had to be around my house I didn't get any grief from any of my friends about that. So my closest friends that were camping together and you asked me to come and I'm super grateful for that. And there will be times where that's going to happen. And I used to feel super bad about that. But the fact that I know that that's okay and you guys are not going to just give me grief about it. Yeah. And instead be like, okay, well, you're coming to the next one. We'll, we'll get you on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't just abandon you as a friend and never talk to you again. Yeah. <laughs> block <yeah>. your number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Block my number, delete me off Facebook and block me on there. Essentially ghost me from <laughs> yeah. every single part of the life. I really like that though, what you said about someone who gives to raise you up. I think that's pretty important and someone who can be excited for your success too. Yeah. And if you're like going on a trip or you're going somewhere and you haven't gone somewhere for a while and you're talking to somebody about it and that person's just as excited as you are... I think that's a true friend right there because I know some people in my life then gone anywhere for eight to 10 years and now they're finally taking a trip somewhere. And I was super jacked for that. I was just yeah. like, that's so awesome. Like, I can't believe it's been so long since you've gone and just kept talking about it, right? Not being, oh, I'm going on a trip in the summer, not competing, but instead right. being yeah. like, you need to call me when you get back and we need to talk about this. And we, I want to hear everything about it. I want to see pictures. And you're just as excited for that person, not just for goals that they're pursuing, but just activities that they're doing that they're excited for and you're excited for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. All right. So kind of the big thing this whole podcast episode is leading to is, is it okay to let someone go? Is it okay to cut loose a friendship or a relationship for one reason or another? So what do you think about that? I think it's perfectly fine. And especially, I talked to this before, but the older that I get, I, I've i learned more and I've learned enough that I, I don't want to take up all my time spending it with somebody who isn't going to add value into my life as much as I'm trying to add value into theirs. And I know in the past, I've definitely not added value in somebody's life. And most people have definitely exited out of the relationship and there was no conversation at that point and sometimes there was but I find for friends especially it's a lot of, it's very easy to just up and disappear yeah and yep. not actually say anything in regards to it and even in a romantic relationship sometimes it can be almost easier to do that and it can hurt a lot when somebody does that because you don't know exactly what happened or what went wrong and same with the friends you don't know exactly what you did or didn't do in that relationship and you almost sit there and wonder what happens, which is not a good thing for anybody. And it's just not, that sucks up your time right there, right? So yeah, I think it's perfectly fine to let somebody go in your life. 
and making sure that you do it in the right way though or what I feel is the right way at least which is just have that conversation with that person and don't leave them wondering because there's one of two ways that this is going to go when you have that conversation it's either going to go you let them know exactly what's happening how you're feeling and asking for their perspective and what they're thinking and then they can come back at you with hey I didn't realize or whatever the case was and you have a great discussion and I think even if there's one percent chance that you can save that kind of friendship that at one time you felt was worth it then that's a good way to approach it and you know for sure that if that person gives you a response and not yelling at you or angry or mean or calling you names or anything but it's thank you so much for telling me I didn't realize and you have a mature conversation about it then that's one way that it can go and then the other way that it can go is that person gets super angry at you and you know that relationship just you made the right call at that point yeah and even if that's a terrible situation and it goes badly at least both of you know why this is done no one's left wondering why you haven't called or been in contact yeah i think that's that's a good way to look at that I like to reevaluate friendships and relationships because I think we've all been in a situation where we have a friend who's been there since you grew up together and you were kind of friends by proximity, maybe more than interest or anything, but one way or another, you've been friends for 10, 20, 30 years and you never really take the time to evaluate whether or not you should still be friends. You have a lot of history, but do you have anything in common currently? Do they add value to your life? Do you feel good when you're with them? Do you leave in a better mood? Do you leave in a worse mood? I like to reevaluate and look for a net positive. And I kind of do it in a, over the last year, has this relationship been a net positive? Over the last month, has this relationship been a net positive? Over the last week, whatever it works out to. Because you could have a friendship where you've known them for 10 years and the first five are awesome and the last five were terrible, whether something happened in their life or yours, whatever it is. But you're looking at it over that whole span of time you've been together and it's like, oh, well, what about all the good times, etc., etc. And it can be really tough not to look past, well, yeah, but it's been five years of misery. It might be time to, to get out of this. But I think you're really right that if you've ever been friends with them or ever had a relationship with them one way or another it's always worth a conversation as long as it's not objectively abusive or something like that and it's not a for sure get out if there's like you said one percent chance that you can save that friendship it's worth having a conversation about i don't think there's anything wrong with helping someone i don't want to say helping someone better themselves but pointing out where a person is maybe taking advantage of you or maybe it turns into a really good discussion where they tell you about situations you're taking advantage of them one way or another i think you'll end up with a lot more closure and or a better friendship or relationship yeah and i think that's going into those conversations it is going to take courage to do that and yeah. it's never easy to go into any conversation whether it's with a friend family member or somebody that you're romantic even going into that conversation is going to take a lot of courage and it's never going to be easy because you're going to wonder how that's going to go before you go into it and recommendation on that and I guess talking about procrastination and yes our last episode is not to hold off on that conversation because that doesn't do you or that other person any good if you're holding off on something that maybe for 
two months that you've known about just have that conversation maybe give it a week or whatever after you think about it and in that week span of time take stock of how things have been going and then at that point have that conversation and go in with the best intentions I would say go in with the intention of I want to still be friends with this person and I've taken stock these are some things that I don't feel good about and even if you've recognized some things that maybe you've done in a relationship that you're taking instead of adding value into bring up those perspectives too and because maybe that person noticed that as well and then they're just having a tough time whether or not they should have that conversation and then being okay with when you are going separate ways be okay with that right yeah and when you go into that conversation just know that you might not be friends at that point you have every intention that you're going to try and at the end of the day that's pretty much what we have to do is try our best if we think it's worth yeah and i think that's a good point go in with the intention of saving the friendship not ending the friendship but know that if you have to get out you need to get out i think that's a really important way to look at it and relationships take work relationships of any kind take work but it shouldn't be only one of you putting in the work it should be a two-way street and yeah just have that conversation and it's you need to be courageous and you need to be motivated and don't procrastinate so just listen to episodes three four and five and you should be fine and you have questions let us know right on thank you Okay, just kidding. We'll do a proper recap. So we talked about being the average of your five closest relationships, which maybe it doesn't need to be a straight up math equation, but you should be looking at the values and the thoughts and actions of the five people closest to you and making sure that that's aligned with how you live your life and how you want to be and how you want to go forward. And the most important thing we talked about is, is it okay to let people go in your life? So yes, absolutely. Sometimes you need to. But look at it positively as opposed to looking at it like weeding people out of your life, looking at it as going in and revitalizing a relationship. Your closest friends are a very important resource, and it's always important to save that if you can and find people that give to raise you up, not to take you down, or make sure that people aren't just using you and that you are giving and giving while they just take and take. And vice versa. Make sure you're not a terrible person who's just taking from all those around you. Anything else you want to add? That was a great recap. People being excited for your success. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's massive. And then surrounding yourself with just people who are going to help you grow, but making sure that you're asking the right questions as well and making sure that those people are asking you the right questions, right? Because if they are, that's how you can continue building on a relationship even if you are at different spots in your life because I know for me I've been in different spots than where you are and I still am and instead of asking questions of why are you doing this why do you do that it's how and what is the goal for doing that kind of stuff and you ask me the exact same things which I think helps us stay very connected in that way and we do that with all of our closest friends I would say is yeah and they do the same thing for us so with that we are at the end of episode six of the connect you podcast thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week thank you